And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, CN Rail discusses efforts to improve grain movement across Western Canada. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one-stop for great service and a selection of agricultural, precision ag and lawn and garden products. CN Rail says a major effort is underway to clear a winter backlog of grain. CN Executive Vice President Sean Finn is in Regina today. He says grain movement has picked up in the last four or five weeks. It's picked up because, one, we focused on moving the grain. We hired locomotives, we hired, we hired employees, we got new locomotives released, and we changed the leader of the organization to make sure we focus on our customers. And the new CEO, Jean-Jacques Curie, comes from the marketing background, understands the needs of grain customers in Western Canada, grain farmers, and we're focused on that. So all 22,000 employees are focused on making sure grain moved, and we've seen some pretty good improvements since uh, early March. The next question then is, why was grain movement so poor? Yeah, well, I think uh, very clearly we started uh, 2017, you know, with uh, six quarters in a row. Before 2017, we had negative growth. So if you run a business and you have negative growth, you right-size the business, which we did in the fall of 2016. So we let employees go, we parked locomotives, uh, and all of a sudden, as we got into 2017, we could see a rise in volumes between 11 and 20%, depending on the commodities. And by the time we got ready, by September, it was too late to call the crews back in time. So I think we were caught behind the eight ball. I often compare it to baseball. We had a pretty lousy training camp, and we got time to play. We weren't, we weren't ready to play in the big league. So all of a sudden, we refocused on that. And by the fall, you know, we called back employees. We hired new employees, almost 1,000. We'll hire 1,000 between the fall of 2017 and the second quarter of 2018. We ordered locomotives for next year. We'll get 60 new locomotives, high-power locomotives. But in the meantime, we needed... 130 leases for this fall, which we've done. And finally, we just made sure people are focused on making sure that the grain is being delivered and very realizing we have, to, we, have to, we have to switch our customers and the grain and the grain elevators in a way that makes the grain move very quickly, which we're doing right now. When do you hope to clear the backlog? Well, we set a target. Uh, you know, we've said to people during the winter months, we expect to meet, uh, you know, 4,000 carloads a week. Uh, we did an average of less than 4,000 in February. As the, as the winter breaks, which will be uh, broken today in Regina, obviously, uh, you know, our gain now is to move 5,500 carloads a week, uh, spot at elevator, which we've done the last four weeks. And we're very optimistic during April as the winter breaks will catch up. And probably see in, in May, as you know, the farmers and grain companies decide to move a bit less grain at that moment in time, we'll have some cars parked. But in the meantime, we're all out. All 22,000 employees. I was in the yard in Regina this morning talking to a local switcher, and those guys are very focused on understanding the importance of moving grain and other customers' goods. But right now, we realize that the grain farmers have, uh, have been expecting us to be there for them, and we're going to show up and do so. What steps have you taken to ensure there's no repeat of this? Yeah, that's a longer-term uh, longer uh, analysis. There's no doubt that... Uh, uh, clearing the backlog is one thing, but we have a new grain season coming up in August of this year. So a couple of things. First of all, we have, we've increased our overall capital budget for the year from $2.7 billion to $3.2 billion, $500 million more across the network. But in Western Canada, we're going to invest $250 million to improve the track between Winnipeg and Edmonton and the yard in Melville, for example, and, and, uh, and different uh, areas where we have a bottleneck where we're going to double track our, our, our track for almost 40 miles between Edmonton and Winnipeg. So obviously, concrete steps being done. We've ordered 200 new locomotives, so we're going to go from 60 to 200 over time. Uh, and ultimately, you know, we're going to hire, hire and, and train 1,000 people. 
people. And I'd tell you, next time we decide to, to red size the business, it's one thing to make sure you have capacity in locomotives and on, on, on the track, but you have to have capacity on employees too. So you need people that are, without being redundant, are doing other jobs waiting for, you know, a very strong grain crop or a very difficult winter because you cannot call them in with one day's notice. Now, APAS wants you to pay some of the demerge fees, wants CN and CP Rail to pay some of the demerge fees farmers are facing at the West Coast for ships waiting for grain. Your reaction? Uh, you know, I think the reaction, Jim, is we, we recognize that uh, it's been difficult uh, this spring. We also recognize that we've now turned the corner. We're going to move the grain. I think the best thing for farm, farmers is to get their grain to market, to fill their contracts, and hopefully if we do so, we can minimize the impact of them financially. Some farmers feel that grain takes a, a backseat to other movement of oil, potash, other products. Does it? That's a fair comment. We don't discriminate amongst commodities, but if you're parked at a crossing, I can appreciate you. If you're in, if you're in Regina and you see a cro- you're at a crossing and you see this, this train go by, people forget that you know that train is composed of two CN locomotives. We have two employees. The cars behind are not our cars. And often you see a tank car, you might think it's crude. It's not crude. It could be canola oil. It could be diesel fuel for the farms. So we have to think about that twice. And we don't make a point of, uh, of uh, discriminating different commodities. What we make sure we do is we move our customers' goods and network business. Clearly, we have to make choices in some given day but there's no intent. We don't measure our success by making more profitable business move versus non-profitable. We have to serve our customers. And our view is if you serve all your customers, hopefully at a level that they find to be acceptable, you'll get more business. And if you don't, you're going to lose business. So we don't do that on the basis of saying, well, who can we shortchange today? People in the yard are not they're not, aren't doing that. They're moving the goods that have to be moved because the customers want the goods moved. We're not perfect. We have good days and bad days. But ultimately, overall, we look at making sure our network is as fluid as possible to serve all our customers. CN Rail Executive Vice President Sean Finn in Regina today to discuss efforts to improve grain movement on the prairies. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Precision Ag, the power of growth in Griffin, Carlisle, Carnduff and Odessa. Saskatchewan hog prices are dropping after China announced a 25% tariff on imported pork from the United States. China is retaliating for U.S. tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum. Tanner Fulton is the Director of Risk Management for Ham's Marketing Services, which markets hogs for producers in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. He says the Canadian market is following the U.S. price downward. He reacts to the Chinese tariff. Well, it's um, unfortunate for sure, and but probably not that unexpected. We had a pretty good idea that it was coming down the pike about two weeks ago, uh, shortly after the USDA placed the tariffs on the steel and, and aluminum. And so it's unfortunately following the, the, the worst case scenario in terms of the uh, ramping up of a, of, a, of a trade war effectively between the U.S. and, and China. Do you think it'll affect demand for pork in China? I think without a doubt, yeah. It plays a role in, in two ways. Most directly, it, it's going to impact the, the demand for pork meat. But China really doesn't represent a huge portion of the U.S. market anymore. It represents roughly about 7% of the exports. And the U.S. exports about 25% of its, of its total production. So it's a relatively small portion. 
but it, it can be the difference maker in really the, the whether we see gains or losses in exports and and the difference maker in in demand as a whole. The other component that needs to be considered is is the byproduct values. That that's the drop value and some of the other products that are not as uh, widely utilized in North America. That's a China is a big destination for those products and are likely to and that's going to impact the economics of of the packing industry and and will uh, filter back to the producer as well. What impact in Canada do you anticipate? So initially, it's a direct effect. Because Canadian prices are a direct function of the U.S. marketplace, if we see a a $1, you know, a $2 U.S. drop, then we would expect the same exact dollar figure converted back to Canadian dollars impact on Canadian hogs. But it gets a little more nuanced when when you look over the longer term. If the market stays open to Canadian packers and Canada develops a a comparative advantage over their American counterparts, it could result in a narrowing of the basis between between Canada and, and the U.S. And consequently, that would show up you know, in longer-term packer contracts, but that's a long ways off, and it may be it may be too small of an effect to actually measure in terms of longer-term packer contracts in Canada. How important is the Chinese market to Canada? Yeah, it's critical as well. It's again for those for the same two reasons that byproduct value, and really, China's always been pointed to as really the growth potential of the market. And in any given year, you never really know if we're going to be looking at. 5 to 10% increase in exports or 25% increase. It really depends on how North American pork is priced relative to our competitors. Uh, and those competitors largely is, is the European producers. They actually have the bulk of the market share in China. And, and so it's, we are directly competing against those, those producers and have to take into consideration what they're, be, what they're able to land their products for into China. So how much of a price drop can Canadian producers expect to see then this year? Well, I would say that when the tariff takes, you know, takes effect, we're still going to be exporting near equivalent levels, I think all else being equal as we did last year. But of course, we've got, you know, a projected 4 to 5% increase in pork production in the US or for that matter pretty much across North America. It's still there's a lot of moving parts here, but I think it would be fair to say that a 3 to 5% discount in prices is probably realistic. I think the market has more than that factored in based on the recent moves, but that's fairly typical when you get a new piece of information like this. So you expect the market could rebound then a bit. I think we could see a little bit of support later on when things start to settle out, but if things just ramp up even further in terms of uh, a further uh, worsening of the trade war, then we may not things may deteriorate even further. Tyler Fulton is the Director of Risk Management for HAMS Marketing Service, which markets pigs for Saskatchewan and Manitoba hog producers. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornsson of Hall as Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornsson Hall as Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit flamin.com. 
Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola gained 80 cents at 498.04. Oats decreased 88 cents at 148.24. Number one red spring wheat rose $1.43 at 225.57. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $260.08. Feed barley, $197.63. Flax, $462.84. Yellow peas, $238.54. And feed wheat, $189.58. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, May spring wheat is up 10 cents at $583 and a half a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 3rd. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Hefferet sold from $1.10 to $1.25. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.84. Cents. Canner cows sold from $0.25 cents to $0.45. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.15. They also had a few bred cows, and the good younger cows were selling from $1,500 to $1,825. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale in Weyburn yesterday. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.25. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and four cents and sold up to two dollars and sixteen cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety-seven and sold up to two dollars and four cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety-four and sold up to two dollars and five cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged a dollar seventy-nine and sold up to a dollar ninety-two. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.65 and sold up to $1.76. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.48 and sold up to $1.58. Heifers were about 20 to 25 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 600 pound exotic steers at $2.08 a pound. A group of 650-pound exotic steers at $2.02 a pound. A group of 700-pound black steers at $1.92 a pound. A load of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.77 a pound. A load of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.58 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,700 hogs Monday, selling a range of 114 to 138 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,400 head, selling a range of 111 to 133 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices opened down this morning. Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 9 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2908. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.92 cents US. Lean hog futures were sharply lower in yesterday's trade and are weakening further in early trade this morning. Yesterday's announcement by China State Council regarding the application of tariffs to over 100 different products made in the US sent commodity and stock markets lower. In particular, pork and pork products in the US will have a 25% tariff applied to them. Current forward prices for the September to December time frame are down about $12 per CKG from their highs reached in late February. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. 
and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, the high minus 5, the low minus 18. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high minus 7. Chance of evening flurries. Wednesday, the low minus 15. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 11, the low minus 19. Friday, sunny, the high minus 7, the low minus 17. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 6, the low minus 9. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 4, the low minus 8. Monday, part the cloudy, the high near zero. Normal high is plus 8, the normal low minus 5. The sun rose at 631 this morning. It sets at 733 tonight. Around the province, Estevan minus 5, Saskatoon minus 10, Swift Current minus 9, Weyburn minus 5, Yorkton minus 9. In Regina, sunny minus 6, that's 21. Fahrenheit west at 25, giving a wind chill of minus 14. 69% is the humidity, the RH 102.5. Barometric pressure is dropping. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 5, west-southwest at 26. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.